Would you ever allow artificial intelligence to write something for you? Your book? We're going to talk about just that today. Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Do you really want to trust the information in your book coming from the scrapings of the internet that some machine or software does for you? If you do, that's fine. We're going to take a look at some of those pros and cons of doing just that. Greetings, worthy tribe. Tanya Brockett here, and I appreciate your joining me on the Write Something Worthy podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence and the pros and cons of using it in your nonfiction book. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having a computer program write the content that you have spent years learning, perfecting, experiencing, and then trying to write and share with your readers? Let's talk about that, because I think it's a really interesting question. And, you know, some of what we might discover is it's, it's a degree of the use of artificial intelligence in the work that we may do. I I am not going to take a side in this particular episode, but what I will do is share some of my experiences thus far, which are not a lot, but I have some interesting thoughts and some people who have been on both sides of the AI argument suggesting that it could be a great opportunity for writers of all kinds. And then, of course, then there are others who say that this is the going to start the demise of the writing community and no one will ever be creative again because there'll just be some bot and you won't know. I, I'm not going to go to the doomsday approach, but I will say that I've had some conversations with different professionals about uh, some of the pros and cons of artificial intelligence. And I, I can see, you know, different sides of the coin. I can get that it could be advantageous for at least some of the grunt research work if, in fact, it can also cite the sources from which it scrapes that information, right? But, you know, as a writer, you can't just put a bunch of words on a page not knowing where it came from and, you know, not cite the source, right? So that could just be plagiarism as on of the unknown kind because you don't even know what you've done, right? So, um, so there is a slippery slope there that I think everybody has to watch out for. So not only have I been hearing conversations about it among professionals, but I then started receiving emails for courses about 
how to use AI in your business or for your work or writing or whatever you're doing. And of course, you know, anytime there's going to a new technology, there are going to be a lot of first uh, adopters who go out there and really try to learn as much as they can and then find a way to uh, capitalize on it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, they want to find a way to monetize the new technology. And, and that is totally fine. If you want to be a, a first mover in the industry and, you know, really take hold of that, you got to run fast sometimes and you do have to jump on it and, you know, move quickly. So I'm not totally surprised that I started seeing courses in how to use AI, but it, it just didn't take but a minute, I have to tell you. Oh, so anyway, so I've been seeing a lot of news articles and different uh, information coming out about artificial intelligence, specifically with the advancement that uh, OpenAI has had with ChatGPT. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to truncate this right now at the beginning of this podcast. Chat GPT is not a podcast friendly word. So I'm just going to call it chat. And you guys are going to have to remember, I'm speaking specifically about that software program, Chat GPT, that OpenAI has created. So I'm just not going to say that anymore. That's all I'm telling you. Anyway, so I've seen articles about it, uh, AI in general, uh, chat specifically, and different uh, litigious activity already taking place. People taking others to court for using the artificial intelligence reports or information or data that they felt was proprietary. And that and the same goes for the creation of the images, you know, the text to image technology where you can say, well, you know, create a a horse that, you know, is a superhero and whatever. So creating the images out of your words using artificial intelligence, the images have to be curated or kind of like fed to the AI programs so that they would have this plethora of images to choose from or to to create from. And so those who have those images, people who sell those images already online, for example, can then have potentially a case against an AI program that uses that company's images to inform how it might create something that you suggest. So it's going to open up all kinds of, you know, many cans of worms. But, you know, that is the nature of our society anyway, right? Everybody's got to sue somebody for something. So... I, I'm not surprised by it per se, but it does it does 
bring into question the whole concept of, you know, copyrights and how can I hold anything to be true of my own if if bots are going to go scrape the internet and pull everything I've ever said off of it and then use it to recreate or create anew something that somebody is asking for. So interesting, interesting issues that are involved in that. So anyway, I, I just did minimal searching myself on other than reading those articles and everything previously, but looking at the openai.com site so that I could see what it was saying about how to give the chat software instruction. Because one of the things that came out from, you know, those emails that started bombarding me was it's how you inform the artificial intelligence bot to do something or create something. And that instruction will determine what you get back. So it what instruction you give determines your what they call completion, your results, what you get back as a result of what you tell it to do. So I took it for a little mini test drive, and I just thought it would be fun to share that test drive with you. So what I did on my first attempt, the instruction that I gave was to write a podcast script that compares the pros and cons of nonfiction authors using chat in their books. Now remember, chat GPT is what I'm talking about here. So let me tell you what the response was. And I I found it just tickled me. I just thought it was so fun. Anyway, so what it provided back to me was literally, in brackets, intro music. So it was telling me, as because it was a podcast, you should have intro music to your podcast. Wow. I thought that was really interesting. So then it starts out, welcome to the podcast, where we'll be discussing the pros and cons of nonfiction authors using chat GPT in their books. Wow. So this is a bot telling me what to say, right? It goes on to define what chat GPT is. It is chat-focused, generative, pre-trained transformer, and it's a new artificial intelligence tool that helps authors create natural-sounding dialogue for their characters. But how does it affect the quality of nonfiction books? Well, here's one thing that I found a little bit interesting. I'm going to pause here. And that is... Typically, the first thing that a nonfiction author is going for is not going to be the dialogue of its characters, because ideally, it, you know, they are in nonfiction books. You do have dialogue, mind you, you do, but that's not going to be the first thing that you would expect a nonfiction author to need to know about, right? Dialogue of characters in a nonfiction book. So I thought that was funny. Anyway. So then it says, let's start with the pros. Chat can help authors create realistic dialogue for their characters, which can improve the overall quality of the book. It can also help authors save time, as they don't have they don't have to manually come up with all the dialogue themselves. 
Now let's look at the cons. Well, that was a real deep statement, right? Let's look at the cons. Chat is still a rev relatively new technology, and as such, it is prone to errors and inaccuracies. That's certainly one of the things that I've read a lot about in many articles. There is the concern that people are going to rely on the chat information, the info that the AI programs return to them, as if it were true. Now, mind you, the internet is full of crap. It is full of garbage from warped minds and, you know, not very positive people. It is also full of just wrong information. So if you are going to put out a request for something and expect it to be reliable, you better plan to also, while you're saving money and on the research with AI, you better hire a fact checker to make sure that whatever it produces is not totally erroneous. So, all right, let me go back to the rest of what it produced for me in that pros and cons. It said, additionally, some critics argue that using chat could be seen as cheating as it takes away from the author's creativity. Hmm. So what do you think? This is the chat still talking. Is using chat in nonfiction books a good idea or a bad one? Let us know in the comments. Bracket outro music. Thanks for listening. This has been the podcast discussing the pros and cons of nonfiction authors using chat in their books. <laughs> I got such a kick out of that. I just thought it was fun that it did actually tell you to have intro and outro music. I thought that was a lot of fun. And how it introduced the podcast and closed it out. Not the best content I could see, you know, in terms of the pros and cons, but also think about, think about my instruction. My instruction was rather simplified and a little broad. Write a podcast script that compares the pros and cons of nonfiction authors using chat in their books. So think about the positioning of those words. The next time, try number two, what I decided to do was try to clarify a little bit more. To try to eliminate the confusion between authors writing fiction versus nonfiction, etc. And to get a little bit more of detail, I rewrote the instruction statement. It said, write a podcast script that compares three pros and three cons of authors using chat in their nonfiction books. So before I said nonfiction authors using chat in their books, well, their books could be anything, right? Their books could be a fiction book. It could be a nonfiction book. So that wasn't clear, although nonfiction authors implies, you know, that that's going to happen. And I stip stipulated in the second one how many pros and cons I wanted it to compare. So that's a little bit different. So let's see what it did. It started with brackets, intro music. 
Welcome to the Nonfiction Book Writing Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of using chat in nonfiction books. Woo! Look at that! It gave the podcast a name. That is fantabulous. And it actually reused my instruction in the first line of the podcast opening. Pros and cons of using chat in nonfiction books. Awesome. Okay, it goes on to say, chat is a tool that helps authors generate content content quickly and accurately. It uses natural language processing to generate text from a given prompt, and it works in many different genres. So let's dive into the pros and cons of using it in nonfiction books. First, let's look at the pros. One, it saves time. Authors can generate content in a fraction of the time it would take them to write it manually. Two, it's accurate. The generated content is often grammatically correct and factually accurate. Three, it's cost effective. It's cheaper than hiring a professional editor or writer. Let's pause right here. Now, it's going to address some of the uh, mm, some of those claims and the cons coming up, but I just wanted you to make note that this structure, because I asked specifically for three pros and three cons, delineated it for me. Put you know one period this, two period that. It returned what I asked for. The completion was in alignment with what I was asking for. So from that perspective, I think it's pretty cool. Now, I wonder about item number two, about it being accurate, Um, but it does say it's often grammatically correct and factually accurate. Often, not always, but often. But they do say it's cheaper, it's more cost-effective than hiring a professional editor or writer. I don't think you can skip the editor just because you have chat writing a bunch of sentences for you. I think you're still going to have to have those editors in there, even if it tends to write grammatically correct sentences. Because now what you have to do is the human element of the editor. This is one of the reasons why in Halogen Inc. we never used uh, editing software as a source of, you know, oh yes, this is what's going to make your uh, manuscript sing. No, because there are too many human elements that have to be involved in that. You could have an incorrect word that is correctly spelled and maybe its form, being a noun or verb or whatever, also fits so it doesn't trigger some of the alerts that the human eye would find. And also, it just doesn't have, again, that human element. Although AI is trying to replicate that by learning, every time it does something, it is trying to learn to do it better each time. So we'll see how that 
shakes out. All right, so let's go on to see how it treated the cons. It says, now let's look at the cons. One, it can be less creative. The generated content can sometimes be a bit formulaic and uninspired. Two, it can be difficult to customize. Authors may not be able to tweak the generated content as much as they'd like. Three, it can be unreliable. Sometimes the generated content can be inaccurate or full of mistakes. So those are the pros and cons of using chat in nonfiction books. I'll finish it out what it said. As you can see, there are both advantages and disadvantages to using this tool. So it's important for authors to weigh up the pros and cons before deciding, before deciding whether or not to use it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nonfiction Book Writing Podcast. Until next time, happy writing. Outro music. I love I love the fact that it did happy writing with an exclamation point <laughs> before the outro music uh, instruction. That was a lot of fun. But I want you to notice here how it said itself, it refuted itself. It said that it can be unreliable and generate content that's inaccurate or full of mistakes, just as uh, item number two above on the pros said that it was accurate and uh, factually and grammatically correct. So uh, that's uh, an interesting juxtaposition there. Um, It is interesting also that it said that it can be difficult to customize. I have no idea why that would be true, but It would be interesting, right, if I had the source documentation to understand why that would be true. Because just like any other content that you can save into a Word document after you've created it, you can very easily customize it, right? I mean, there's nothing to say that it's going to be problematic in any way. So... You know, I I don't get that particular point. But because I can't cite the source, because I can't go and see where it came from, I can't verify that, right? Okay, so that was fun. That was so much better, I think, than the first one, right? We clarified it, gave it a better instruction so that it was able to return a better result, so I did it one more time and I, I'll, I'll let you be the judge of what happened. So this time I wanted it to give more points and um, I wanted a little more detail. So here you go. The query was, write a podcast script that compares four pros and four cons of authors using chat to research and write their nonfiction book. So I stuck the research in there to see how it would handle that versus just writing. So let's see what it came up with. Again, it gave me the instruction for intro music. And then it says, oh, listen, I love this. Listen to that. 
Welcome to the Writing for Writers podcast. Today, we're discussing pros and cons of authors using chat to research and write their nonfiction books. So that's where it went. Gave me a new name for my podcast. That's pretty cool. (laughs) So then it goes on to say, chat is an AI-powered bot that uses natural language processing to help authors with research and writing. It can generate ideas, suggest citations, and even write sections of a book. Let's start off with the pros. First, chat can save authors time by automating research and writing tasks. This can be especially helpful for authors who are working on tight deadlines. Second, chat can provide reliable data from reliable sources. This can help authors ensure the accuracy and credibility of their book. Third, chat can generate ideas for authors to explore. This can help authors to come up with new angles and perspectives to write about. And finally, Chat can help authors stay organized. It can help track and organize citations and sources, which makes the writing process much more efficient. Interesting, huh? So now this came up, adding the research component to it made it more um, about the writing process and not just the content of the book. So it's sharing how it can be helpful in organizing your thoughts, generating ideas, coming up with um, ways to make your tasks more efficient. So if you're on tight deadlines, you can beat it. So that was an interesting uh, outgrowth from that. All right, let's see what it said about the cons. Now let's talk about the cons. First, chat can be expensive. Depending on the size of the project and the complexity of the research, the cost can add up quickly. Second, chat can lead to plagiarism. Authors need to be careful to ensure they are not accidentally plagiarizing someone else's work. Third, chat can produce results that are not as creative or interesting as manually written content. This can make it difficult for authors to truly express themselves. Finally, chat can be unreliable. It can produce results that are irrelevant or incorrect, which can lead to frustration and wasted time. That's it for today's episode of the Writing for Writers podcast. We hope this discussion of pros and cons of chat was useful for authors considering using the tool for their nonfiction books. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I love it. I, I I just had so much fun seeing some of the ways that it tried to be personable and and you know real as best it could. And I have to say there are certain aspects of it that don't sound horrific when it comes down to being like you don't think of Robocop, right? When you when you hear it, you have 15 seconds to comply. You don't feel that way, right? <laughs> you 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 feel like it's actually writing that somebody might have done at some time. And so now here it is. But what these cons bring out is that plagiarism is an issue and not knowing exactly the source of the content is could be an issue. 
So maybe on a follow-on issue, I may have to take the final instruction given here and then ask it specifically the site, the sources of the information and print out a bibliography for that script. I don't know if it would handle that. I don't know how it would handle that, but that would be my concern. If you're a nonfiction author using AI of any type to do research for you, you really need to be able to cite your sources and you need to be able to structure them appropriately in uh, bibliographic format in your manuscript. So don't overlook that and assume that just because an AI program found it, it doesn't mean that it's free for you to use or, you know what I mean? Because we don't know where the content came from. We can't say that somebody doesn't have a copyright on it that we would need to get permission to use for a commercial purpose. So that's really something that I believe authors are going to have to be mindful of as they consider using AI on any of their nonfiction writing projects. I don't yet understand how chat can be expensive yet, because right now, or at least as I'm doing this, the, the snippets that I was able to do are free, but I did see articles and posts where they were exploring what a reasonable monthly membership cost should be for being able to use OpenAI or ChatGPT in particular. So those costs will obviously go up. And for those who are going to be big consumers of it, I'm sure that, you know, open source software at some point is going to have to generate some kind of revenue in order to keep providing upgrades and improvements to that software. As to being um, not as creative or interesting as manual content, hopefully, hopefully, we have rich experiences from our own background, our own data bank in our mind that we can express and share with others that we don't have to rely on AI to bring forth for us. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can be a fun thought starter. Sometimes it could be a, let's just see what it comes up with. And from that perspective right now, as a playful tool, I find it fun and engaging. As a useful tool for writers, I have not yet been uh, truly convinced at this point. And unless you're ready to hire a fact checker to double check everything, and then you've got to really, <laughs> then you're going to have to scrub the AI, right? To, to see where the source data is. And I'm sure, actually, I'm sure it probably uh, provides that in the background code, but that's not something that I looked into yet. I would just be really concerned about that and making sure that it was uh, clearly expressed and that no copyrights were infringed producing this article, 
right? And I cannot promise that even now. So I apologize if any of this stuff from these podcast scripts came from anybody else in the world. Who knows? How many times do we say the same thing, right? But, you know, they say there's nothing new under the sun. So what is chat... Uh, GPT really going to find. It's not going to be something new. It's going to be a combination of stuff that it has found over time that it has pulled together in a new way for you. We'll see. I would totally love, 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 love to hear what you have to say about that. But before we close the door here, I do still want to share with you our abundant author affirmation. So write this down if it resonates with you, post it wherever you'll see it, and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I tap into the resources that make my writing life simple. I tap into the resources that make my writing life simple. And with that, we are complete. Remember that You know, just because the internet is buzzing with chatbots and AI use and all of that kind of stuff, it doesn't mean that you have to use it. But you can choose the tools and the resources that align with you, that align with your writing life and your values, and just you do you, right? If if you want to have fun with it, I say have fun with it and have fun along the way of whatever your writing life is, right? But just be mindful that there are pros and cons to using artificial intelligence in your work as a nonfiction author. All right, let me know your experience. I would really love to know your experience with or your opinion of AI. I want to hear from you. I truly, truly do. So send an email to podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and put AI in the subject line somewhere. I am sure to reply because I really, really, really want to hear what you have to say about it. And tell me, you know, some experiences you have, things that you've learned, things that you like about it. I'd love to hear what you have to say. All right. Well, have a fabulous time uh, exploring AI in whatever way you choose. And thank you so much for listening in today to the Write Something Worthy podcast. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you'd like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode. 